Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to the Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a beautiful couple, and I mean beautiful couple, uh, from the Netherlands, a lady by the name of Priska Bauman and a gentleman by the name of Baz Wires. So um, welcome, you beautiful you beautiful people. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank so you so much, much for having Paul. us. It's an honor being on your podcast. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we spoke about, guys, and I'll use the collective guys, if I may, rather than um, unless there is a kind of specific, uh, you know, question yeah. to one of you uh, individually. But if, so if you use the term guys, and one of the things that we, we spoke about off air is around uh, vital requirements for an awesome relationship. And I think that leads nicely in for either one or both of you to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a bit about yourselves before we start the uh, deep diving, so to speak. All right. Um, well, what you already said, and you actually pronounced it very beautifully, Bas Weyers is my name. I'm uh, almost 48. I live in, in the Netherlands. And I am a relationship and intimacy coach together with my love, Priska. And in 2015, we met each other online. And I'm not going to go too much into that because it's quite a long, though magical story. And maybe if we have time in the end, I, I can elaborate on that a bit. But we met, we fell in love. Priska moved to, to the Netherlands and that's... Uh, when we decided also next to having a, a beautiful intimate relationship to also work together and that's what we're doing <laughs> i'm prisca by the way the female <laughs> of the love alchemist brilliant and 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 in true modesty prisca we won't i mean uh, baz gave his age away but in true modesty we, we won't inquire we won't go there Oh, you can totally go there. It's totally fine. We have an age difference of 11 years. So I'm turning 37 in a month or so in March. Right. Exactly. Okay. Age differences, you know, creeds, colors, they're just labels, aren't they? They're totally irrelevant labels. So true. It's very true. It's very true. So although I, I so, sorry that I interrupt you, although I in the beginning had some issues um, and later I discovered it they were actually not my voices but voices of people around me so in the beginning i had, had like a little struggle with the age difference but it was really a short one so very soon i already saw that what you say it's actually only a label mm. Mm. i've hypothetically been asked this question many many times guys uh, and it is an hypothesis and, um, you know, people say to me, oh, Paul, you talk to so many people on your on your podcast around such a, you know, a, a wide range of topics from, well, you name it, anything and everything goes. But in, in the context of relationships, I've been asked this was it probably three times now by different people. If you were single, 
what would be your remit for looking to attract a partner? And mm-hmm. I said, there isn't one other than a very, very knowing connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very yeah. knowing connection. So one of the guys actually flippantly said, oh, so you'd go out with a girl of 18 then or a lady of 90, would you? And I said, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hypothetically, well, why wouldn't I? Because those labels um, and those condi- those societal conditionings are exactly that. You know, mm. they're, they're labels. Isn't the most important thing in any relationship? It's just that that connection, isn't it? That that je ne sais quoi. You can't define yeah. it. You can't bottle it. You can't. It's not some scientific formula that says. Well, actually, you know, Baz is 48. So if you divide by three times by four and then times by the hypothesis and then, and then we'll have an age for Prisca. And if it fits within that, then bingo, that's that's that box tick. It doesn't yeah. work that way, guys, does it? Not absolutely not. It can just be that things like a very big age difference or cultural differences, which we both know, obviously, can create some more let's call it meat on the bone, how we would say in Switzerland, even though I'm vegan, but I'm like to work on because it can cause some like differences. It can cause also like judgment from your, from the society that you have to work through as an individual and as a couple. So it can cause more, let's call it challenges in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you guys um, are different nationalities, I mean, you know, there again, for me, looking at this from an outside, you know, I've had past relationships where there's been uh, strong, different cultural influences. Um, what, was it a problem for you guys? Um, yeah, because um, Holland uh, or the Netherlands, we are known for being very free-minded uh, thinking and speaking very freely about lots of topics, including sex and drugs and whatever. And and Switzerland is uh, more conventional. Conservative. Conservative. Yeah. So that was something that we really uh, had to look into together, plus also the cultures of our uh, upbringings, because the family where you come from is also some sort of a culture, mm. like a, a, a micro-culture on its own. And Prisca has been... Uh, brought up so incredibly different than I have been. So we really uh, had to struggle or we really had to go into some dynamics. Um, Just finding a common language yeah. in some things. Because I, I, I always consider myself a very open-minded person and I was always a very unconventional Swiss person. Everybody thought that was like some alien stranger <laughs> coming to the Netherlands and especially boss. I don't think that every Dutch person is like no, boss, no. but boss has been like raised in such a free way. Um, very open-minded. Sometimes it really like, I just felt my boundaries and, and I never expected that. I didn't see that one coming in our relationship, really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it used to be a thing that we really had to look at and say, okay, um, how can we, how can we work through that and yeah. find the common ground in this? Is it being too simplistic, guys, to say that the glue that, or bridged, I don't know, can you bridge with glue? Is that even an appropriate metaphor? I don't know. It's not an English lesson <laughs> conversation. But is, it is you know, that, that bridge between these um, seeming, you know, these seeming differences, uh, we've, you know, we've alluded to their age and culture. Is it too simplistic to say that that bridge is made by a simple thing called love? 100%. Yes. 
100 so like statistically seen our relationship had a chance of i think minus 100 percent seriously like we didn't have any chance for making this work out yeah but like us like really loving each other and choosing love no, no matter no, no, no. what through every challenge that came up um yeah made it made us just pulled us through and we are still thriving and happy and still we do have some challenges but we know no matter what's going to be thrown at us we're going to handle it because what you said this glue is there and yeah. we know we're having that that's true and we, we really had so incredibly much shit storms to to walk through but we always held each other's hand through every storm that we had to go through mm. and what Prisco already said for example also the blended family dynamics like i have two kids and they have our every other week they are with us and i have uh brought them up and still bring them up in a certain way that i'm used to and it's totally different from what brisk is used to so also these kind of things uh were in the beginning kind of grinding and 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 really were things that we had to look uh into together and really found find uh, a line that would work for the both of us but what you say paul and that's a very beautiful although it might not be a British metaphor, like the glue or the bridge is always love. And this is incredibly true. Yes, 100%. Mm. Yeah, we could go on that kind of love versus fear um, discussion, but I think that's another time, another place. Um, you, you spoke off air, guys, as well around the relationship or looking on relationships as a separate third identity. What do you mean by that? So for us, it's like like every relationship, no matter what it actually is, it can also be a mother-daughter relationship or a, like sibling relationship. It doesn't actually matter. But there's like one person, one person A, person B, and there's a third identity or entity, and that's the relationship itself. And especially in romantic relationships, it's very, uh, it's crucial to actually know about that and know that we also have to not just look into what do I need, what do you need, but also what does the relationship need and how can we feed uh, the relationship in a way that it stays healthy and thriving. And very often we just um, we just either take only care of our my of my own needs or our, our own needs or the, like we want to please our partner, um, but we forget about the relationship. And this is a very like it's really a different different person in a way with different needs. Yeah, yeah, that's very very uh, because I wasn't aware of that until I uh, got together with Priska actually because for me it was always about my needs or the needs of my partner and i never actually looked at it as the relationship really has its own needs mm. and sometimes those are not needs that i or prisca or we both together would would need in that moment but when we talk about it and we sit together and we say okay what happened this week and and and, and where did things not work then like so many times it has to do with the relationship and the needs of the relationship that ha haven't been met in that week. Mm. So it's really about sitting together and it can be everything. It can be more attention. It can be more together time. It, it can be more intimacy. It, it, mm. It's really, it depends on the need of course, but it's really very crucial to look into this third entity and really mm. give that love and attention uh, so that the, the, we always call it a Holy Trinity can thrive yeah 
because this also this entity is very unique so like when boss was with his ex-wife this was a total different entity or i with my ex uh boyfriend was a totally different entity there so it really is unique of these energies that come together and especially when you're also having a family or a business together like we do like also the family is an entity on its own and also the business is an entity on its own so if you constantly keep nurturing all these entities but forget actually the relationship which should be a top priority on everybody's list and mostly we just put it push it down there because we think yeah we can do that later or it's not so important, but in, in fact, it is important because it's the glue for everything. Mm. Yeah. And it's, isn't it true guys that we tend to let life, you know, the old cliche, let life get in the way. And mm. what, there's a couple of things that was coming through to me. I want to just sort of play these by you, see how they resonate. One was, is what I call the relationship box where when people get together, so let, let's, I mean, I think the principle applies generally, but let's contextualize it in, and as you say, uh, Prisca, the intimate scenario of there's this box between the two of you um, or between a couple in an intimate sense. And mm. isn't it true to say that as a generalization, most people once the honeymoon period's over, we'll go into that box to see what they can take out of the relationship box rather yeah. than actually visiting the box to say, this sacred thing that we've created between us, let's see what individually, and it's based on integrity, so we, you know, we give to that box freely, not for the approval of the other one, but we do it because we believe in that, that sacred thing between us, but we'll put into that relationship box. And by the way, so when the other partner wants to look in from time to time, because he or she also wants to put something in, it's like, lo and behold, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize he or she had already put this in as well. Doesn't that make for a very harmonious relationship? Yeah. Yes, yes, it's beautifully said. It's like a bank that you pay some money on, like it's like very bluntly put. You know, you have to put something on there that you have something to 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 not become in depth yeah exactly mm. to really be thriving there like and so many people just keep procrastinating that or not giving it any attention as, as you said in the beginning in honeymoon phase everybody's still in love and you don't have to actually invest anything because things are just there the hormones are crazy you're like just oh you're just in this beautiful state of flow but after a certain time, you need to you need to invest, and you need to what you said, visiting that box and individually put some some uh, I want to say cash on it. Some currency, yeah, why <laughs> yeah. not? In some way, it's some cash, which is some some investment on on that bank, and it only works if both are doing it. You said that both individually, because if only one person is doing it, it's not going to it's not going to work. No. I had such a relationship, and it really did not work at all. No, it's really about this balance. And lots of times we also see with clients um, that the, the focus is uh, on getting, getting something out of the relationship. But I am really a firm believer that like it gives me so much more joy to give. And when I give, I automatically get back. It's like this, this natural cycle. Mm -hmm. I give equals i get back and i'm not giving because i want to get something back but it's just it's just like a natural flow flow mm. Mm. 
the yeah. just to pick up on the um, the metaphor I used there, and then attaching that financial angle to it, I think the, I think it's great to introduce that because the principle's the same. So, assuming it was a financial box, and people keep taking out of it, sooner or later, the dynamics going to be resulting bankruptcy. Well, doesn't mm-hmm. the same principle apply emotionally? So, if it's an emotional uh, account brackets a heart that we keep taking out of that we keep taking out of surely that relationship then is going to be emotionally bankrupt and that leads us to one place and one place only yeah yeah that's incredibly true and, yeah. and very beautifully and it's, not a, it's not a good place you don't want to no. go there <laughs> you really don't want to go there and you as far said you can really also go into debt because it can be that one of the person keeps putting money on and even though they actually already feel like oh, i'm broke I don't get anything from this jar and I'm still putting in and, and then you can get into debt. And then there's also this feeling of actually you have to pay first yeah. so much back before we're even equal and we can start filling that jar together again. Mm. So it can, uh, it can cause a lot of resentment yes. if not both of the partners are paying attention to this jar or this box. Exactly. The other thing that that resonated me guys as you was talking about this um when we talk about duality and oneness duality Mm. if we can say well that's two people two separate people the dual and when they come together to create something or to come together as one you know this relationship box this job this sacred third entity uh, identity is is that is that the result that's called oneness? I mean, I you know, I know oneness in a more sort of spiritual sense is, is that connotation of connection to the universe. But surely if something as divine and sacred as a relationship that you're, you two guys are talking about, actually, it's the same kind of principle, isn't it? What you're talking about there. Certainly what I'm embracing, what resonates with me, guys, as you're speaking is this, you're creating oneness there or a form of oneness does, would that be a fair comment? Yes, very. Yeah, I, I totally see it as oneness, and 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 not only in the spiritual sense because, it, like, it's the same. Um, like, for example, the heroes gamos, the 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 sacred marriage. When these two identities or these two forces or energies or whatever you want to call it, when they come together in a in a in a balanced, aligned pure energetical way they they can merge together and when they merge together it becomes one Mm. so i think it's a really beautiful metaphor to see this box or this uh relationship as a as a third identity as this oneness yeah absolutely i also think it's some kind of a glimpse of eternity that you can have with your partner but also when we're going to talk about another point that is very important to us like the second one um like that, that talks about exactly that have creating this beautiful um, connection with your partner. And it's actually, it's a spiritual practice as well. Yeah. And it's like, we also see some kind of like two circles, individual circles that are overlapping and where they're overlapping. This is where the sacredness takes place. This is where this unity, this um, jar box identity is, is located. So it's still, we're still two circles apart from each other and still we're creating a third one together. Like nurtured by both sides. Creating magic together, guys, dare I say. Creating magic. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah, and, and this magic, this is 
very, very, very important to us. And this is also a tool lots of times we give to our clients um, and we call it the love bubble. And this doesn't mean that you have to be uh, totally away from reality, but it's really that you like encapsulate yourself together in this sacred space. And there you can do whatever is needed for this third identity, but also for the two people involved. The sky's the limit. So it can be anything. It can be simple, like going out uh, for dinner together, massage sessions, dancing, connecting, holding each other's hands, talking about stuff that you on a day-to-day basis do not talk about. So it's really... Um, about creating this magic. And for me, magic is also connecting to daring to go into another realm and not per se as a spiritual thing, but really stretch up the reality that you know and really dream big and mm-hmm. think big. And, and, and because by doing that, you also open some sort of portal to to pulling in more of that when you can be grateful about what you already have and stretching up this reality you also are able to invite more of the goodness Mm. into your life yeah and very practically seen this can look like you know just really going away we often do that like like several times a year we just go away for three days in the week that the kids are not here when we really don't care about our business we don't care about kids stuff we don't care about everyday life it's just like us point no dogs, the dogs also have to go away. <laughs> it's really just the two of us and, and, and we really can be present with each other. And we can, this doesn't mean that we are on like on a cloud seven constantly. It can also be that we cry together or we bring something up, but it's just this undivided attention for each other, dreaming up the life that we want to create together, like sharing the vision we have for our relationship, where we are at, what we need, what it needs, like really sacred time where it's, just about us and about nothing else. Mm. It's a word that was resonating with me, guys, as you was uh, both speaking there. Um, creativity. For me, creativity is a marvelous general tool for you know for well, creating so much magic in life in general. To what degree does that play? you know, creativity in, in, in the intimacy that you're talking about here, you know, to to, we, to wave that magic wand. And, you know, I mean, I think you've kind of flirted and alluded to it there with going away and this is our time and this is real focus, you know, whether that's painting, singing, dancing, whatever it is. But creativity yeah. is so important in a relationship, isn't it? That's Absolutely. very true. Very true. Yeah, like we like especially boss is very very like I'm also a very creative person, but I think boss is beating me there. And he's like constantly also in our everyday life, all of a sudden he starts dancing through the living room. Or she he just always oh, sing together. We do that very often to know like when we have been working on the computer for a long time or have been very serious about things to so just sing together. It just brings so much joy and so much that creation new energy into into the space so yes creativity is a very big part also of our work this is why we love to being creative also with our courses and the things we write and like the things we do and um yeah it's a big part yeah for me creativity is also connected to shifting energy what yeah. Chris already said when when we have been uh for a couple of hours very much into our heads then it's about shifting the energy and we can do that by using creativity by 
bringing up new things and sometimes this looks like that we are going to fight on the carpet <laughs> together um and, and there's no word for that in english no to really fight it's like it's like I, I once tried to look it up and i came up with frolicking but this i don't think <laughs> it's the right word because there's a word in dutch it's called stuyen and stuyen is really like this fake fighting you just like I don't know, like just letting energy out and you're just pushing and pulling yeah. and do not but you don't hurt each other. And it's very effective to uh, shift some energy. <laughs> Is there a British word for that, Paul? Yeah, we call it play fighting. Ah, play fighting, yeah. Okay, play fighting yeah. is what we do then. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. can also happen. So like sometimes uh, we think that if people could see what we're doing in our <laughs> everyday life, they would think we're bonkers, but it really helps us to to also when we've had, you know, like we're very expressive people. So like also when we had a fight and we don't hold back when we're fighting, we're fighting and we're screaming and like yeah. everything. Um, just then to shift the energy to go into something like that, it can totally be that boss is all of a sudden like dancing with me through the living room after we just like screamed at each other. And then we just, yeah, we find common ground again. And then we go into something like that to yeah. shift the energy. Yeah, also like also sexuality, of course, is a part yes. of that because sometimes when you are like very busy and the kids and the dogs and the business, sometimes like sexuality is not one number one on your priority list. And sometimes it really helps to, to make it a priority and really say, okay, I think I feel maybe that it's time that we are going to be very intimate now. And it's really about this this sacred sexuality, this very, very connected sexuality, because sexuality is also life force. And for me, life force is also connected to creating new things. Mm -hmm. And this is also for us an, an incredibly powerful tool yeah. to create magic, to create beauty, to shift the energy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Is it fair to say, guys, that, uh, or is it too simplistic to say that, you know, um, advocating tantric sex, for example, is, is a good example of that? Yeah, we, we both, I like read some things about Tantra. I never read a whole book, so I actually do not know like the ins and outs of Tantra, but what I know of it and how I would look at it, how we make love to each other, I think it comes very close to the definition of Tantra yeah. because it's really connected and sometimes it's also really without us pushing it it really becomes this almost spiritual out-of-body experience mm -hmm. mm. yeah it's yeah. something that came very natural to us very like from the start actually but I too I have never read a book I have no I just know what it is of course because obviously we're in this business and people talk about it all the time but sometimes I also feel drawn to it to have to explore it further on for me right now maybe it will later but right now it's just what we have is very beautiful and I think in the end it's all about uh, not making it a, like it doesn't have to be a practice it should not become something you know like we have to do that now it's more like like being really present with each other and seeing it as a gift that it that it really is like it really is a, sometimes a transcend, how is the Tran word? Transcendental? Yeah, like experience, seriously, mm. yeah. And that brings, you know, that really does, guys, doesn't it, reinforce this label, you know, you know what, um, and I hope I'm not kind of disparaging tantric in any way, shape or form, I certainly wouldn't, uh, <laughs> but, you know, this, this what you guys have got, whatever that dynamic is, whatever that chemistry is, it, 
it surpasses labels. It may or may not be aligned with certain um, philosophies within Tantric. It's irrelevant because it's a label, isn't it? The real chemistry, the glue of what you guys have got, it stands alone. It's, we're back to that kind of, you know, that separate third identity uh, that won't be labeled again, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, very true. And, and of course, sometimes, especially when you when you are a coach or you call yourself an intimacy expert, sometimes you need a label or a philosophy or a theory to get the information across to someone else, like a potential client. But in the end, it's just irrelevant. what you say. It's irrelevant. It just stands yeah. on its own. And sometimes I even I really dislike labels. And this is maybe also the reason why I don't want to read into Tantra, because I don't want to make it something that I can explain with my head, mm. you know? I think it's something that is born out of true love, of true intimacy in sense of like truly showing yourself, truly being there with everything there is, with like literally everything, the dark and the light and just showing up. And I think in the end, I don't, I don't, I, I some kind of refuse to put a label on that yeah. and say, oh, this is now like, I don't know, this and this energy and that and that. Um, um, Kundalini, whatever. So I, I don't even want that. I think this is also the reason why I don't read books about it, because obviously I love the topic, but I don't want to rationalize it. Yeah, absolutely. understand that totally. As we start to, to draw towards a close, guys, on this particular episode, um, there's a word that's been, well, a couple of words, actually, that go hand in hand. Um, and I want to kind of park that and leave it... And I just want to mention and reinforce these two words because you've both um, both mentioned them a few times. And the words are true intimacy. But I want to park it there and I want to leave listeners thinking about those. Two, well, on the surface of it are two very, very, very simple words. True intimacy. And what I'd like to do, guys, is invite you back on a, on a separate episode where the starting point becomes where where we've finished today around true intimacy. And so if, if that would work for you. Yeah, yeah it totally works. Happy about talking about this because yeah. true intimacy truly is a very important topic of in our relationship and also the relationships in general, we believe. Yeah, and we, we just love to talk about these things. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so thank you for, for re-inviting yes, us. Yes, that's amazing. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure, because, you know, I think these uh, these insights that we share, you know, in podcasts generally, but certainly with, you know, the more intimate and, and close, you know, because a lot of, you know, people, I think generally, it's like, well, Paul, you don't talk about sex on your podcast, do you? It's like, is it part of life? You know, do we talk about the sunshine, the rain, politics, sex, drugs, rock? We'll talk about the lot if it's part of you know, speaking from our hearts. So absolutely. So I want, as I, as I do with guests, guys, I always finish off with one big question, which I'm going to come to in a moment. But before I come to that, how can people reach out to you, get in touch with you? Uh, what's your contact details? So our website is thelovealchemists.com, where they're like, we, because we work with single women and we work with like, couples that are in these kind of soulmate couple uh, relationships but yeah me are meeting trigger fests over and over and over again these are the two specific clients that we're working with but you can also find us on on the facebook under the love alchemists and we do have an amazing free um facebook group called the soulmate society 
and um, also for women only, so that we have this safe red tent kind of place for women to share safely about their um, experiences in relationships, what they want to create for themselves. And those contact details will be shared in the show notes, um, as, as they always are. So the big question, guys, the big question. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. So I want you to imagine that we're all stood together waiting to go into a lift in an elevator. And mm -hmm. we've got 30 seconds and we get talking as strangers. And it's like, oh, OK, guys, you, you're, you know, you do really intimate relationship stuff, do you? Um, but we've only got 30 seconds, guys. So what I say is like, OK, by the time this lift's got to the next floor, leave me with one piece of an insight, advice, guidance, share, call it what you will, that's going to make my relationship better. What would that be? You want to hear one from the both of us? Yes, yes, please, because that gives us a, arguably a different perspective. OK, mine would be uh, that you have to be committed to being cut throat honest together even if it would hurt the other one please be as authentically as possible and with authenticity authenticity, authenticity. also comes a cut cut throat honesty so this would be my advice yeah and mine would be very short choose love no matter what wow if you're in a relationship choose love no matter what do you know what i really love about that that on the surface of it is very polarized responses. You put the mm. two together and this is, we're going back, you know, we could, we keep coming back to this relationship box or this jar, don't with this, this duality, because there was two very big polarized dual answers there, but put them together, yin and yang, boy, yeah. what a phenomenal response, you know, what a yeah. outcome that is. <laughs> And it's so typical for us. I really think we're so born out of duality. Our whole love story is born out of duality. Like everything's polarizing about us in some way. And also that we work together as a couple, you know, male perspective, female perspective. Like it, it's so funny because we, obviously we didn't speak about that earlier. So that you're saying that the total, total opposites are coming together. That it's, it fits us. Yeah. Like, like it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. So all that remains now, guys, is for me to offer my sincere gratitude for, for showing up and playing full out on this, this, uh, on this dance, as I call it. So, yep, sincere gratitude to you both for that. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. very much for creating yeah. a vessel. And like there's so much love and heart in your podcast. So thank you so much for having us. So there we have it, listeners. And uh, until the next time, you know what I'm going to say now. Whatever you do in life, always walk your path with heart. Heart, helping everyone achieve results towards success.